You're listening to Test, Learn, Grow, where we believe that all marketing should create value, build trust, and inspire change. This is the Level Agency way. Hey, Miles here from Level, and I am proud to be your podcast host. In every episode of Test, Learn, Grow, I'll be joined by agency team members and other members of the marketing community for radically candid conversations on all things marketing. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. What's up, world, and welcome back to another episode of Test, Learn, Grow from your friends here at Level Agency. As always, I'm your host, Miles Biggs, and I'm joined once again by our SEO manager, Joe Garrigus. So Joe, thanks for coming back. We didn't scare you off on the first one. You're here nope, for number nope. two. Here for number two. Happy to be here. It's pretty fun. So a couple of weeks ago, we released an episode that was talking all about some algorithm updates and how it impacts the world of SEO. Got great feedback on that. So that's why you're here. So you got to bring the energy again, Joe. We'll keep doing these SEO pieces. I thought it might make sense to pull back on the topic of SEO because we haven't talked a lot about that on this podcast and get specific on good versus bad, right? Or or people have heard, used, or may have heard the terms black hat SEO or white hat SEO, essentially meaning there are good practices to use with SEO that will help your site and help your brand in the eyes of the algorithms. And there are not so good practices. And what's interesting for some folks that have been doing this for quite some time is that sometimes a white hat practice today becomes a black hat process after a certain update. Google sort of catches on to what's been going out there and they get smarter, they change. And so if we are not changing as the algorithms are changing, then we could actually be hurting ourselves. And so today our goal is to unpack what those differences are so that the business leaders that listen to this can go back into their organizations, ask some questions, that perhaps they didn't know to ask before this podcast and improve what they got going on. So let's start with the bad, the black hat stuff, Joe. Yeah, yeah. What, what are the top black hat practices that we see out there in the world today? Yeah. So the challenge with SEO is it's kind of like driving slower in the fast lane. Not that we're just going the speed limit or under, you know, maybe maybe a cool 68 and a 65, but you still have people frustrated behind you trying to go 85 down the highway. So it's taking your time. The other side of that, in a world of the instant results and instant gratification, you do have black hat tactics for those you know, quick wins, if you want to call them wins, or quick results, I should say, for the client. While they may look good initially, as you mentioned, down the road, whether there's an and, and these, these aren't always malicious. As you mentioned, these could be white hat tactics that we're doing that, you know, pending in an algorithm change or a change in the industry become black hat. One of the most common is keyword stuffing. A lot of competition out there. It's getting harder and harder to differentiate yourself from the competition. So in, in order to get that attention or traffic to a page, we obviously want to cater to the user's specific search questions, search queries. So in that case, if I'm searching for, you know, red shoes on the page, if I'm keyword stuffing, I'm going to have, you know, red shoes all over the place, you know, almost to the point where it's it's excessive, it's annoying. I'm only doing it to to rank higher. 
it's not really bringing any more value to the user. And Google's at the point now where they they recognize that and they know it's it's not it's not helpful content. It's it's just for you know it, it's content made for search engines, not for people. And they will dock you for that. Yeah, I think it's a great takeaway there, right? The content we should be making should be for people, not just the search engines. Right. So to use your red shoes example and make sure I'm following you correctly, and I can give the audience an example here. For selling red shoes, keyword stuffing would look like these red shoes are available in the following sizes. Red shoes look great if you're trying to have a red outfit. Red <laughs> shoes can make a statement. Do you have red shoes? Buy your red shoes here, right? And it's just like every sentence has red shoes in it. Yeah. Versus helpful to the customer would be like, if you're looking for red shoes, check out our offering. They're comfortable to wear. They come in these sizes. They work great with these styles of outfits. Here are some reviews from our customers about why they love these shoes. And it's helping support that buying decision versus just this neon flashing sign. It's just red right. shoes, red shoes, red shoes. Yep. So is there a rule for this? So I don't, I don't want to keyword stuff, but I do need to talk about my red shoes. Is there a rule that's put out, like only use that specific phrase how many times on a page? Not a specific, but smart. Just be authentic in your content writing. Why does this product benefit the user? Or said user has a specific challenge. How can my product solve that? And, and then just write about it without hammering that actual keyword because there's different types of keywords. So there's really no need to just to hone in and hammer down on, on one query. So we got keyword stuffing. What's another black hat tactic that is you know commonly seen still? I would say buying links. Link building is, you know, backlinking is kind of the, the foundation of the internet. You know, the goal is to create content that other people will link to and share and interact with. So in, in a lot of cases, we see this with email lists still as well. Another black hat tactic where you're, you're buying relationships pretty much, you know, you're, you're buying a link to a website that may not even be beneficial to the page you're, you're having a point to. With email lists, as I mentioned, buying potential customers or, or people to open and read your emails. I've, I've seen lists where these people are, are deceased. You know, they're, they're not even around. They're, they're old lists that are, are irrelevant. And not only Google, but email platforms like MailChimp, Constant Contact, they recognize these things and they'll dock you for that as well. Yeah. Well, now in the email example, there's specific laws in place. Yeah. to prevent that sort of spam because it was so rampant. It, it gets really tricky. They have these spam farms now where there's real people working there. So they're able to click and, and bypass the I am not a robot. So there's 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 spammy things coming from all angles. It's really important to you know to to walk the right way. So to your example about cars, right? Buying lists, buying links, that's the example of going 80 in a 65, right? You might get to a destination faster, but chances are you're also going to get pulled over with a speeding ticket along the way and it's going to take you longer. So in those cases, algorithms can notice that and instead of it actually helping you, it hurts you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Tortoise in the hair. That's the story the, the whole way. Yeah. So then to start with link building, if we're not going to buy links and people buy links because they're trying to grow their own domain authority and get traffic from referring sites to their sites and all that helps rank higher, right? If I can't buy it, what do I do? How do I get it the correct way? Sure. This is the, the perfect time to flex your people skills. If it, if it makes sense and it's a quality backlink, 
you simply reach out. Say, hey, hey, I noticed you you mentioned us on your site. That's amazing. Thank you. How do you feel about actually linking that back to our page? Is there an opportunity to link back to them and, and kind of co-promote a product or service? Um, you know, simply reaching out and shaking a hand, make a friend, make a sale. It's a way that I know I've done that for companies I've worked with in the past is you can set up Google alerts, right? Of your company mm -hmm. name. So you can start to see, are people talking about your company, you know, like you said already without you paying for it. And then you can start to reach out and build those relationships and try to say, Hey, would you mind linking? Appreciate you posting this. Could I get that? Another example I've seen work well for certain firms is a scholarship. So like mm. you're a business and you want to get involved in your local community or at a state level, wider level even, and you start to offer scholarships for certain thing. There are sites that go and find these scholarships to link to, mm -hmm. and then that creates backlinks. Now it's not necessarily qualified backlink in the sense of this is your direct customer coming to your website, but those, those educational institutions or associations that link to the scholarship often have high domain authority. And by them linking to you, it helps to boost your domain authority. And so that's just one small example I've seen work in a white hat fashion for folks. And there's plenty more. Yeah. I, I yes, really yes, blogging, right? Like yeah, yeah. Being yeah. being an authority in the industry and and writing content that's picked up, help a reporter out as a service, right? Where they need to get people quoted or whatever, and then they often will provide a link back or something like that. There's building report, plenty of building things. Up. Yeah. But yeah. to your point time can do it, right? Like yeah. it takes time and you've got to commit time to it consistently for it to work in the long term. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah, that's SEO's MO there is that don't feel like you have to do everything at once because you, you can't, you know, there'll be clients that, you know, they want to rank well so bad that they'll try to have you do, you know, eight different blogs in a month. And that's not going to make them rank any higher next month or even four months from then. You know, if it's a situation where it's, you know, a, a seasonal thing, we may not see those, those results resurface until next year. So take, slow down, take your time with SEO. It's, you know, it's going to be there. And that's a good place to call out quality over quantity, right? Like fewer yes. pieces, but you see folks do all sorts of things like here's our industry analysis or the quarterly report of a certain type. Here's the trends report for this year, this quarter sign up to receive your copy. They're building that email address then. And then oftentimes people will link to this resource that they've published, yep. cite it other places and it builds those links. So yeah, definitely, like you said, it doesn't have to be eight a month to be effective. Right. No. And, and I think it's a mindset too. If, if you look at marketing as how can I help my customer rather than how can I help my business, you will fare much better with, especially with SEO, but marketing in general. If you're putting out those pieces that, you know, if you see someone's asking a question and you're reaching out and saying, hey, I can help you with this, that's going to be much better. We've got link building. We've got keyword stuffing. What's another black hat thing to avoid? I would say an interesting one that I've seen is buying reviews. Reviews are huge on, on the internet for obvious reasons. I know at least with, when I'm searching for a, a product or service, you know, if I find something that I like, I'm going straight to the reviews to see how, you know, real people, you know, their experiences and how they reacted. So there, there are many cases where you can buy, just like buying links, you can buy fake reviews from people, even for Google, 
they're again they're pretty good it might work initially you might get some quick wins off of that but when google finds out you will be penalized so again that's that's another relationship building opportunity people technique to reach out to a customer that purchased a product or or experienced your service and just simply ask them how it went ask for their approval for the review on your on your website for sure and on google and move forward again it takes time but it's it's better than the alternative yeah and you're seeing beyond google taking steps against this i know amazon is an example on their reviews Mm-hmm. They'll put a, if it's a verified purchase or not. So they, they know because it's your Amazon account. Did you actually buy this thing you're reviewing or are you just reviewing it? And they weight those differently. And you can see as a consumer looking at reviews, did somebody actually buy this thing? Or are they just for some reason reviewing it, even though they didn't buy it? Right. So just another call out for folks. If, if you're wondering, you're seeing those things, what does that mean? Why is it important? There you go. Mm-hmm. So keyword stuffing, buying links, buying reviews. The trend here is not being genuine, right? right. Like keep sure. something and then trying to buy your way through it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Are there other examples of things people are buying that they should be building instead? Yeah. When it comes to social media, I know Instagram and Facebook, they recognize that people were buying followers for their profiles and like thousands and, and thousands trying to get that little verified check mark up in the you know top of the picture can't do that. A lot of times those are fake accounts. I've seen a lot of those are just fake robot accounts, you know, made up picture, maybe, maybe one like default picture loaded up into the profile and then nothing else since, you know, you know, months before. So they're easy, easy to tell. I've seen a lot of horror stories that, you know, from people that have bought followers and then Instagram just cut them. So they're losing thousands, millions of followers. I'm all in the day and and that not only does that hurt their credibility, but it it, it dings their account too. So as far as authenticity and and trust, that kind of goes out the window. And I think that was so prevalent in the early days of social because people didn't quite understand, Mm -hmm. but now users are really savvy. And even if the platforms don't get you, your customers will, because they'll catch on to that. You got a million followers and one person likes your photo or something, right? It's like, what's Mm -hmm. going on here? Right. You'd think there's more engagement just by the law of numbers than you're getting. And so that's another way to spot it for mm-hmm. sure. So it's what you said, right? Sometimes you can drive in the fast lane, but it should be because you're actually, your business is moving fast organically, right. Right. not you're forcing it or the speed limit allows it to go to the car analogy. The other one I like, because I'm a big fitness person is people that talk about losing weight or preparing for like a marathon, like I've ran, you can't cram marathon training. Right? You can't <laughs> a week before the marathon start running and say, I got this. Right. It takes a focused effort consistently over and over and over again, diet and exercise. There's no magic weight loss pill that actually works. There's no way to cram for a fitness event. You've got to put the work in consistently over time. And then you see the results. Mm-hmm. And SEO is the same thing. It's a consistent okay. effort over and over and over again that yields results. And again, like fitness, like a, you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Like muscle mass, the moment you stop lifting, it starts to go away. The moment you stop SEO, your competitors aren't stopping. The internet's such a dynamic place that you can lose ground because the competition is still going out ahead of you. So mm-hmm. to your point about you don't have to do eight blog articles a month, you really shouldn't because that's not sustainable. You need to pick the right. efforts that you can commit to doing over and over and over again from now until the end of time. 
Yes. Yeah. I tell that to people that want to start podcasts all the time too. They say, what's the right frequency? I'm like, well, what's the frequency you can do like realistically and stick to? Because if you start, people get used to it and you fall off. What you said about trust and credibility, you lose that with a podcast listener too. Mm-hmm. So it's applicable in all these different areas, every area of business, online or offline. It's credibility, trust, consistency. That's the white hat mm-hmm. SEO model that people should stick to and avoid the the, the false promises, the, those emails that people saying they can promise you a number one spot for X amount of dollars, right? It sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, and, and it's discipline too. It's, you know, you, you don't stop, but you you should be aware of when you need to move over in, in that slow lane because there, there are breaks. There's, there's a lot of testing in SEO, you know, split testing. You know, we're not we're not going to change the whole site. We'll change maybe five pages and then compare. You know, track for a couple months how those changes stack up against you know the, the thing we didn't change, a constant. And you know, it, it's a it's a creative science. It takes time. It's a, it's a really good point, strong point to end on. And you made a lot of those great points today. So appreciate your time. To all you yeah. listening, hopefully you learned something. That difference between black hat and white hat, what you should not be doing, and what you should be doing. And if after you listen to this, you realized, oh, no, I'm doing the wrong thing and I need help, or maybe you just want help improving on those right things, we're here for you. We'd love to talk to you about your business's SEO needs, and you can get a hold of us by hitting the link in the show notes or emailing us at podcast at level.agency. See you next week for another episode of Test, Learn, Grow. Thanks for listening to this episode of Test, Learn, Grow from your friends at Level Agency. For more information on what we do here at Level, be sure to visit us online at www.level.agency. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And until next time, remember that the best way to do any sort of marketing is to test, learn, and grow.